Hey, Baltimore, it's Megan, and today I'm here with Nasreen Al-Khatib, who is a transmedia storyteller with All Media Storytelling. Hi, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Sure. So first, can you talk about your title of transmedia storyteller? Sure, yes. So this is basically, um, when you're telling a story, you're... I consider all the elements part of my storytelling process. So not just video, not just photo, um, not just, you know, color correction or animation, but um, what else is driving that story? You're using archival, you're using sound, you're using music. Um, so all of those elements are a collection of different ways you can tell a story. So it's a, it's a transmedia. It's over different mediums, different media. Okay. And then what does all media storytelling do? So all media storytelling basically helps companies um, flesh out their story and help tell that story in a in a, um, in a visual language, um, usually online, but it can also be in an immersive environment, um, live and in person. So who are some of your clients right now? So some of my clients are uh, NASA um, and Remedy Health Media. Um, so I do different things for different clients. Mm-hmm. I was reading a little bit about your NASA experience. It sounds incredible. It sounds like it was very cold at some points. Um, you were in the Arctic, correct? I was. Um, so one year um, I tagged along with the Operation Icebridge team and uh, documented their entire process of going to Greenland. And, and basically they map out the same route every year measuring how fast the ice is melting. How fast is it melting? Way too fast. Yeah. Um, so what was that experience like? I mean, your, your background is fine arts, if I'm correct. Um, so what was it like being in the scientific world and, and, and capturing that? It feels like a kid in a candy store, honestly. I love the opportunity to be exposed to such a unique environment where most people will never get to be mm-hmm. and around equipment and people who are doing things that most people don't get to have that conversation even. Um, so I felt, I felt really fortunate. Mm -hmm. Um, and also when we were there, we were actually in a, um, a C-130, which is a plane from the fifties. Oh my gosh. So everything is mechanical. Everything are knobs and turns and metal. And it was just like, it was amazing. That's crazy. It was. Was it loud? It was very loud. Yeah. So, so although visually it was, it was very striking and compelling, um, physically, those planes are built for tanks yeah. and artillery. They are not built for people. So uh, basically, NASA had to create seats where there weren't any and create room to install their um, to install the different mechanics of what they needed to bring with them to measure, um, like their laser. So um, being there as a human, you're the most foreign thing in that environment. Right. Um, there was, you know, there was very little between me and, and the outside. Were you mostly flying around or did you do any work on the ground? I did some work on the ground. It was mostly in the plane in the air. That's really intense. Were you ever scared? Uh, so, yes. I mean, definitely. Being up there, you're exposed to elements that could potentially kill you if anything goes wrong. Um, and of course, you know, like looking out the windows, uh, with my camera, I just, um, I immediately like was taken back to what it would be like, um, you know, on the set of a John Carpenter film, like the thing, you know, where (laughs) it's just totally extra, you know, 
extra scary. Yeah. Yeah. So for NASA, you've done this incredibly wild, uncontained thing by being up in the Arctic and in Greenland. But but then the other side of it, you've done this incredibly controlled work for them in the um, the James Webb Telescope. Right. Was I mean, what is that? What would you call that area? Like the clean room. The clean so, room. Yeah. So at at at, uh, at Goddard. Um, they have the largest clean room in the world, and it's um, it's a very very specific environment. You have to go through uh, multiple testing to even be able to access that um, that room. Testing like for illness or for like criminal record. What no, do you mean by so um, so because you're in a space that has it's a multi million multi billion dollar space. Um, you, you're in proximity to equipment that that if damaged can't be um can't be undone basically um and and it's an environment that you really you have to be on and alert at all times um so the testing comes um with you know uh, electromagnetic understanding like equipment and how materials react to one another and how far away you have to be from certain items and certain um certain equipment, certain uh, mechanisms. That's all to think about while you're also filming. It is. Yeah. Definitely the most unique environment um, I've had to tell a story in. And then you were wearing those bunny suits, right? Yes. Yeah. So everyone that enters the clean room has to go through an air bath and has to um, wear multiple layers, basically protecting the equipment and the um, telescope from anything human-related. Um, we're like bags of organisms that, you know, just like, the, you know, from the oil on our fingertips to um, the oil in our hair yeah. and the off-gassing of our makeup and our bodies. I mean, we're just, we yeah, we contaminate. We make ourselves known. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you have to really, um, you have to be conscious of how you're affecting the environment of where this telescope is being built. Wow, that's really intense. So for your Light City talk, which is coming up, are you covering these elements or what, what are you going to be talking about? So I'm basically going to be helping people define their story and finding a target audience to tell that story and finding your audience in terms of um, where are they, where are they getting their content? Um, Where are they finding their content? Where are they consuming their content Um, and targeting those specific audiences? So who do you see as your audience for this? So my audience for Light City? Yeah. Um, Other storytellers, honestly. Um, So I'll probably be covering multiple projects that I've worked on in the past to Mm -hmm. try to kind of put out a larger, um, cast a larger net. Mm -hmm. Um, So you would recommend, if you're a storyteller in the area, this is the talk for you? Definitely. Any kind of storytelling, really. Um, Digital storytelling, um, theater storytelling. um, Any kind of storytelling where you're trying to reach a targeted audience. Mm -hmm. So you're not just um, participating in Labs at Light City. You're also going to be uh, participating in Portal, which is going to be at right across in 26 South Calvert. Um, we were moving it from Lexington Market over there for Light City. And I just learned that you will be participating in that, which is really exciting. I am super excited about that project. Yeah. So if you don't know what Portals are, um, they're, it's a gold shipping container that is brought in and you can walk inside and you're immediately face-to-face with somebody in another part of the world. Um, it's immersive and incredible and connective. Um, so what do, you, what do you think you're going to be 
or what do you hope to get out of that experience? What's so great about that experience, the potential of that experience is you have, I really have no idea Mm -hmm. what's going to come of that talk. I'm, I'm so excited about the, um, about the potential of, of a talk with someone on the other end of the world. Which Um, you're, I know you're doing two days. Which cities are you connecting with? I'm connecting with Berlin and Erbil in Iraq. Wow. Yeah, so um, I started a project in 2010 called Family of War um, about how families connect who've been displaced from one another um, for different reasons and end up in different continents and different countries. So um, my actually my father's side of my family, which, who are from Iraq, um, he has eight brothers kind of spread out all over the world. Wow. And they're still a pretty tight-knit family. And it's great seeing that from the outside. Um, and then wondering about other families who've been displaced, either by war or other factors, um, and how they remain um, close to one another. Is his family still in Iraq? Or they're, they, you said they've spread out? So half of them are all over the place. And mm-hmm. then half of them are still in Iraq. Wow. Some are, you know, one's in um, Germany, one's in Copenhagen, one's in Malaysia, One's in Philadelphia, one's in Turkey, and wow. then the rest are still in Iraq. So will you get an opportunity to speak with them, do you think? I hope this? so. Yeah. I'm hoping to connect with some of my cousins that I never get to see or to speak to. Yeah. Um, and also, I have some cousins in Berlin that um, I've never met, so I'm really looking forward to that. Will you be tailoring the talk to your initial project? Is that the idea? Well, the idea is to connect with people that you, you, you can't otherwise mm-hmm in a really intimate setting. And I think that that can speak to other people as well. So thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, Is there anywhere people can go to learn more about the work that you do? Sure, yeah. So allmediastorytelling.com. And uh, I'm also an Instagram content director. Okay. And what are your dates for um, labs at Light City? Or what is your date? So I'll be at Light City on Friday, April 7th uh, at 11.15 a.m. for the design talk. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Nasreen. Thank you. Yeah.